All right, well, I don't know how much time I have. It's 10.03. But I do want to just tell you where we've been. We're talking about embracing kingdom culture. We want to look different than the world. You know, that's why when we go skating rink tonight, I hope that when we leave, the employees marvel at the kindness and the goodness of Grace Church people. Amen. Rather than, man, what a, what a mess they left us. <laughs> so we want to be unashamed of the gospel. Uh, we want to be well acquainted with and anchored in truth. This is major right now in the culture. And parents, if you haven't asked them yet, ask your child, ask your grandchildren, who's the source of information you're using to determine what is true? Who is the source of information you're using to determine what is true about you? Where are you deriving truth from? Because truth is not relative like uh, they're trying to, you know, permeate throughout the culture these days that, well, my truth's not your truth and all that business. Truth was here long before any of us got here. Truth will be here long after we're gone. There is a way that life is to be lived, and it's His way. It's walking with Him. So make sure that you're inquiring that of your kids because they're getting a lot of information. And then number 10, this is where we left off last week. Commit yourself to spiritual family for spiritual support. Here's, here's one of the passages, 1 Thessalonians 2.8. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but our own lives because you had become so dear to us. So one of the things we talked about last week is let's don't just offer people the gospel. Let's don't just offer them Christ. Let's offer ourselves to them. And that does go a little bit sideways in maybe the most self-centered culture the world's ever seen in history. Uh, here in America, everything is kind of me first, get yours, get mine, my brand, my label, whatever. Um, but that's not, that's not the gospel. Jesus said if you try to save or protect or defend your own life, you'll lose it. You're not made to be the center of all things. He's the center of all things. So fling your life away. That's the gospel. Give it away. And uh, offer your very lives and selves to one another as spiritual family. Here's another one. Write this down. I accidentally sent the wrong uh, scripture. That's why it's up there. I mean, Matthew 6.10 is good. Don't get me wrong. But Matthew 6.8, Jesus drops an atomic bomb when he tells the disciples how to pray. He said, when you pray, begin this way. Anybody remember? Our, our Father. This is an atomic bomb that he is introducing uh, to humanity that we could know and relate to God as our Father, that we're actually begotten of him, that we belong to him, uh, we're of him, of his spirit and of his DNA. Now, in the Old Testament, you'll find a few references to Father, but most of it is just fa- Father of Israel, of a corporate nation, never Father to me. This, this idea that individually we could be begotten of God, uh, born of His Spirit and born into His family. Guys, this is monumental. Uh, this is, this is Him bringing us really to and towards the new covenant that we're part of God's family. It's one thing for you to invite Jesus to be part of your family. How many of you know that's a good idea? I want Jesus to be in my family. I want Him to be Lord of my family. But listen, I want you to begin to recognize and identify that you've been born into His family. You're part of His family. And just like I have natural brothers, 
I'm asking the Lord, would you show me what it is for Steve to be a spiritual brother in your family? Brian is my brother in Christ. I want to learn what it is. Will is my brother in Christ. I want to learn what it is to be a brother in the family of God. I have a good idea of what it is to be a brother in the natural realm. But I want to learn that in the realm of the Spirit as well. And so we're committing ourselves, if we're going to be different than the world, to spiritual family for spiritual support. Let me read this passage to you. Mark chapter 3, verse 32. A multitude was sitting around Jesus and they said to him, Look, your mother and brothers are outside uh, waiting to see you. But he answered and said, Well, who is my mother and my brothers? He looked around in the, in the circle at those who were with him. And he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. So again, he's introducing the concept that there is in the new covenant a family where God is our Father. Uh, born of the same Father, washed in the same blood, loving the same Jesus, walking with the same Christ. But isn't this interesting? Now, don't limit God. Touch your neighbor and say, don't limit God. This is important. Don't, don't limit God. You, how many of you know it's biblical to love your family well? Your natural family. You need to love your family well. Don't limit God that he cannot expand your understanding of what it is to love and be a vibrant part, an effective part, a participatory part of God's spiritual family. Think about this for all of eternity, and I I hate to say this to you, but it, it just came to me. In heaven, for all of eternity, the family you will actually be with is not those that are born of the same natural father. Who you'll spend eternity with are those that you share the same spirit father with. God, your father. Does that make sense? Uh, but it's biblical that whoever does not believe on Jesus Christ, who has not received him, uh, will not be spending eternity in heaven. I mentioned that Father was a reference in the Old Testament a few times. Nobody related to him that way, though. They wouldn't even speak his name. They had such reverence for him, and we need to have reverence for God. But Jesus comes, and I'm going to say it again. One of the reasons that they wanted to kill him, they felt like he was so disrespectful because he's calling God Abba, the Aramaic term for what we would call Daddy, a very endearing relational a fatherly term, that he was of him. John 10.30, he said, I and the Father are one. And I mentioned this last week. Let's have a little fun with this because in God's family, as we love each other well, we give our lives to each other, then we all have different parts to play. So let me find my little survey. Okay, you remember, we talked about down in the fellowship hall that when the salad, somebody's spilled a salad and it went all over the floor and the glass broke. Remember that analogy from last week? So here's something fun because we all have a part to play. In the spilled salad example, which one are you? So I'm going to let you look at these. I offer comfort and mercy to the person who made the mess. Uh, you may not even say anything. You're just going to go put your arm around them and love on them. Or I encourage the person who made the mess. So you uh, go to them and you say something to them like, it's okay. I've done this a million times. 
We've all been here. Don't be embarrassed. Let me encourage you. It'll be okay. Or are you the person that runs past the salad spiller and cleans up the mess? Or are you the one that says, hey, I'll go buy more salad? All these are in Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 8, by the way. I suggest, ne- oh, are you the one that says, I suggest next year, don't put the salad so close to the edge of the table. Let's just, you know, next year we'll, we'll learn from that. <laughs> People are pointing. I love this. Uh, <laughs> are you the one that says, let me ask, guys, what have we learned from what has happened? Let's, the teacher says, what have we learned from all this? So here's six different gifts and expressions of Christ. Now, is everybody ready? You kind of thought it through? Okay, who is number one? I'm just going to run to the person that dropped it. Uh, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Wow, just a few. We need some more mercy, people. <laughs> Dear Lord in heaven. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. We brought about seven there. All right, how about this? You're an encourager. You're going to encourage the person. Ah, uh, yeah, that's me. I'm an encourager. Uh, who's going to run in and clean up the mess? Oh, wow. We got this many, we got this many servants in this house. We should never lack for volunteers again. I'm going to take a picture. Raise your hand. (laughs) Raise your hand if you're going to run in and clean up the mess. My goodness. We'll never lack. Where's Jody? Jody, we never lack for a volunteer again. <laughs> All right, how many of you are the givers who say, I'm going to go buy more salad? No sweat. Okay, we need way more givers. All right. Uh, I, how about this? I suggest next year we don't put salad so close to the edge of the table. <laughs> okay, handful. And then uh, what have we learned from what has happened, the teachers? Oh, yeah. Well, we're pretty balanced except for the servers. I'm going to go clean up the mess and the encouragers, two and three. Which is? (laughs) Why are we having salad? (laughs) Right? I I killed three deer. Why are we having salad? And we talk. That's how I know. All right. So again, on the uh, this is kind of just where we landed at the end of last week. All of you are tens in a certain area. Let's don't just give Christ to people. Let's give ourselves to Christ, to people, and to His cause. And work as a team. Work as a spiritual family for God to accomplish what He wants to accomplish. You guys know it's true. Even in our country, if we came together, if unity uh, was resurrected again within our country. There's nothing this country couldn't do. Nothing. If the body of Christ in this country united, think of the resource. Think there's, there wouldn't be another hungry soul on the planet. There's nothing we couldn't do. In the same way, this church, we come together. We're one body. We're functioning well. We're humble. We're kind to each other. We work together. Uh, there's nothing we couldn't do. We could go after Choctaw and Eastern Oklahoma County with both barrels. One of the things I was talking to Jody and the staff this week about these gifts, and I loved what you said, Jody. Uh, she said, um, when what we need kind of an attitude as well in our unity and gift mix is that when I'm down there cleaning up the salad, I'm not lamenting that uh, Vance went and bought more salad. 
I'm not, I'm not down. Listen, this is so good. I'm not down here cleaning up the mess thinking, why isn't everybody else's gift like mine? But being able to really see the value that, hey, Gladys is going to hug on them. If you haven't had a Gladys hug, I mean, <laughs> go spill some salad. <laughs> hey, you'll get one. No, but I, I love that, Jody. That's so true. When we grow together in our understanding and our eyes are really on Christ and not on ourselves, then we're not saying, why isn't somebody else doing what I'm doing? Uh, we need to do what our role is and what he's called us to do. First uh, John, I got some other scriptures for spiritual family, for spiritual support. First John 4, verse 20. If someone says, I love God and then hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother... Whom he can see. How can he love God whom he's not seen? This commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. Spiritual family. Gretchen actually read this one this morning. Romans 15, 1 through 7. This is Passion Translation. That's the version she read. Those who are mature are easily recognizable. They don't live to please themselves, but have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Are we, how are you doing on this? Because we introduced this concept a month or two ago. Remember, it went like this. You didn't wake up for you today. You didn't wake up so everybody treat you right, say the right things, and be nice to you so you can have a happy, happy day. You're not looking to everybody else to determine what kind of day you're having. It's not about you. You woke up to bear witness of His great name. You woke up to be salt and light and not to just have everybody treat you right so you can be happy. You remember that? So how are you doing? Amen. What would you say? Six out of seven. Well, that's good. That's excellent. It means we're maturing. We're growing. Our goal needs to be empower others to do what's right. Look at this. And what's good for them. I love that. To bring them to spiritual maturity. Even Jesus didn't live to please himself. And then verse 4. Whatever was written beforehand was meant to instruct us. In how to live, the scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Look at verse 5. Now may God, the source of great endurance and comfort, grace you with unity among yourselves. Spiritual families, what we're talking about, spiritual support. Let's don't let the enemy isolate us, individualize us to the point it stunts our growth and our connection with the Lord Grace with uh, grace you with unity among yourselves, which flows from your relationship with Jesus. Then with a unanimous rush of passion, you'll with one voice glorify God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. We did that this morning. You will bring God glory when you accept and welcome each other as partners. Just as Jesus Christ has fully accepted you and received you as his partner. Isn't that wonderful? That's a fantastic passage. Spiritual family, spiritual support. Ephesians 3.14, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole what? Family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. Why do we enjoy coming together, getting together, whether it's here or last night, you know, we got the worship team, tech teams together, uh, discovery groups uh, discipling groups. Why do we enjoy getting together? Prayer groups. Uh, so we can be strengthened with might 
by His Spirit in our inner man, that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith. We get rooted and grounded in love through spiritual support, spiritual family, may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the depth, the height, and know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You remember the guys who lowered their friend through the roof, right? Good friends bring their friends to Jesus. Healing does not happen very much in isolation. So this is why we love getting together. We start seeing the love of Christ in others. Our goal is to know Christ, but we want to know Christ in each other. Verse 19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. That's why we gather. We, when we gather, there's life. Have you noticed that? When we gather together on Sunday mornings as well, there's life in this room. He is here. I don't want to be the church of the chosen frozen. <laughs> or frozen chosen or however you say that. We shouldn't be dead. We're alive. Do you know that Psalm 133 says that, that uh, to the degree that we have unity... That's the degree that God commands blessing on this house, and the blessing is life forevermore. We're not a dead church. We're very much alive. Ephesians 4.20, but you've not so learned Christ. So part of spiritual family is we begin to learn Christ. Everybody say, learn Christ. If indeed you've heard Him, you've been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, spiritual family is growing in truth, getting anchored in truth that's in Jesus that you put off, we begin to learn when we dwell together with our brothers and sisters that speak truth to us. We put off concerning our former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt, and be then renewed in the spirit of your mind. We renew our minds when we're together. We put on the new man, which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. Man, it's good to have brothers that will say, hey, Casey, you need to put your new man, put on Christ here. That's a good brother. Not, hey, I'm going to let you just spend all day in the flesh uh, having venom in your heart of, towards your boss or somebody else. No, let's put on Christ here. And, and then 25, look at this. Putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we belong to one another. We're members of one another. Father, I thank you that you're unveiling your heart to us here this morning that this is your heart. You're the one who teaches us how to live. We do not derive from the culture we're currently in just all this blatant individualism and we don't need anybody. Lord, we, we turn from that and we take heed to your word this morning that you're teaching us what does it mean to identify ourselves to belong with Jesus' family. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I just wanted to pray into that. I'm going to ask Don Wheeler if he would come, and I'm going to ask him just a couple of questions. He does know kind of what I'm asking, so he's not being caught off guard. Give Don a hand. It's good to have him up here on the stage. There you go. Uh huh. Thanks. All right, Don. Number one. Uh oh. Is this a test? <laughs> Could be. All right. What uh, you got? You and I have talked some, but when we talk about spiritual family. What do you think God's expectation of us uh, or spiritual family is? So I think it's a great question, and um, often we ask the question, you know, what is church family as we look at one another? Mm-hmm. But I've learned there's a wisdom in saying, well, it really doesn't matter what I think right. when I do that. It's what does he think? What does he think? Yeah. Does God value family? Amen. And one of the things, you know, when you begin to ask questions, uh, to the infinite, 
you can't grasp all the answers at once. So all I can share is what I heard when I asked that question. And so this is what I heard in that, that God values family because, first of all, he identifies himself to us as a father. Yeah, amen. See, man didn't create that. Man didn't come up with the idea of family. It was given to him from the beginning. And so why family? What does family mean? Mm -hmm. And so I thought about that. Now, this is my pondering, which is family has to do with familiarization, Mm. that we are people who are, yeah, we are familiar in an environment and we, we are derivative in that we receive from one another. Amen. And so the father put fathers over families to have relationship which means we're related to, we have, which is kind of, you know, you got relatives is because relative to you, they're near you. Yeah. And so God has a family and his value to it is that he's placed us in it so that in our coming together, that we gain familiar familiarization Mm -hmm. to him. Ah. So he's established this as the environment in which, he grows our relationship with him through one another. Wow. So centering on him. I, I love that because we had uh, at Prayer Shield the other day, Juanita Campbell had said, we were talking about unity. We were praying into unity and spiritual family. And she said, you know, all those keys on a piano are not tuned to one another. Right. They're tuned to a master tuner. Right. That's the sound all the keys t- tune right. tune to, and when they do, guess what? They're in tune with each other. They become they come in harmony. Yeah, and so I would say that it's really important for us. The word that he just really revealed to me is that we perceive his value of one another. Yeah. Uh, if I said about Brian, I said, you know, I really love Brian and Gretchen. Mm-hmm. They do a lot for me. Don't really like his kids. (laughs) Right. That doesn't work, right? Man, that would really bless them, wouldn't it? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And then turn around and say, hey, would you help me? Would you help me? Oh, yeah. We need to be mindful of to value what God values. And I know in in most of my Christian experience, there's something inside of me that longs to be closer to all of us. There's something inside Uh, of me that that gets something that's uh, the infinite revealing infinity to the finite. Mm -hmm. And so in the environment of family, what we call the church, is the place in which the infinite mind reveals himself to infinite minds. You can't search into the unsearchable riches of God. Yeah. But each one of us are a gem in his treasury. And so he's revealing the bigger him through each one of us. So if you devalue the family, you devalue the mind of Christ. Wow. My goodness. We want to experience <laughs> and know the mind of Christ. We want the multifaceted gem of the wisdom of God expressed through one another. Amen. And we want to be humble to be our part and to receive from those other parts so that the Father can glorify <laughs> himself and his family. That's Woo! all I know. Dude, listen. I'm getting drunk standing here. I know. I so, I just, you're really anointed. Is there anything else you want to say? <laughs> There's, I just There's so said, much when he's you, oozing. <laughs> well, see, I have this problem. I'm a thinker. 
<laughs> now, don't confuse that with intelligent. It just means, <laughs> it means probably aware of my lack of intelligence. I ponder things for But yeah. when you approach the infinite mind of God, that's where I find myself very humbled. Yeah, and sure. so often, you know, as I was receiving and hearing things and thinking of the question you asked me, I went to Donna and I said, you know, uh, family is a place where, it, you know, they used to say, well, even when you mess up, they let you back in the house. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know if you say that. We got people we don't have a relationship with. I don't know if that's <laughs> fully true. So isn't it funny when you're trying to share something about the heart of God? Yeah. That it's so difficult without dialogue. Everybody has a different experience. Right. And so there's, there's an infinite revelation, an eternal revelation that's unfolding that we will be in forever. Yeah. So, and our little finite pea head can't comprehend it alone. Mm-hmm. And so together we see the glory of God. Wow, that's so true. And we're able to express that we, we've to the world. We've talked about that. We hear him actually better corporately. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of As that. As a matter of fact, yeah. you know, Scripture says that where two or more are gathered, he, he is, is yeah. manifest in the midst of that. Mm. Why? Because it's very difficult to me to, to see him in me. Have you noticed alone it's challenging at times to see him in you? We rest in our belief system about him. Yeah. You know, I was looking at uh, Jody's little baby mm-hmm. this morning and I thought, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> They're so wonderful. They're so perfect and innocent. Yeah, so cute. Right? Mm-hmm. And the next thought, don't grow up. Don't grow up because they're turning into human beings like us. <laughs> right? Stay innocent. And the Stay thought innocent. hit me. Aren't new Christians beautiful and delicious? Yeah. And we think, well, some of us say, don't worry, God will knock that out of you yeah, someday. Right. You'll you know, grow life past will, that. life will grow you up. Yeah. That's no, right. we should be saying, hold on to that innocence. Amen. Enjoy that childlike relationship Amen. with God. Amen. That's good. Well, what the Lord showed me was that in his family, uh, he wants to grow us up. Amen. And it's in that shared experience that there's eternal value. I'm not underestimating the value of natural family. It's designed to be a place which the spiritual fam- family expresses itself. That's right. Um, That's right. My exper- one of my experiences, now I'll quit. But one of my experiences in spiritual family is I have a natural family that live up in Washington State. But the brother that's most brother to me in all the world is sitting right over yeah, there, Ron. Ronnie. Yeah. We met back in 1989. Uh, we were in Korea together, stationed over there. And we just spent all of our time over there. Right. And part of that, we look at it like, how come we could spend so much time and enjoy this relationship with God with one another? And we say, well, we weren't really distracted with all the mm-hmm. entanglements of life because we were there. Our families weren't there. We had a lot of time to do that. Yeah. But I want to be cautious with that because we can use that as an excuse. You know, well, I've got this going on. I'm busy with that and my kids are doing this. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what if we as a family all had the same spirit Mm -hmm. and just joined spiritual family and grew up together? And one of the things about you and Ron is you're both tuned to Christ. We are very different human beings. They really are. Their giftings are are night and day. Yeah. But they're tuned to Christ, and that's made them be in tune with each other. Yeah. Our fellowship yeah. is so wonderful. I, uh, it's the type of fellowship, and these, these are kind of spiritual relationships. There were times in our life, we've known each other for over 30 years, and there were times where two, three years would go by, yeah. we literally didn't see each other. Yeah. 
And then we'd see each other, and it was like time did not happen. Yeah. It's like we just walk into the eternal right there. Yeah. Karen, one of the staff that I had asked about spiritual family, she said that very thing. I can go three or four months without seeing this individual, yeah. but if I call her, I need anything. Yeah. She is there for me. It's like, it's yeah. like nothing's you know, uh, changed at all. Yeah. I do have a couple of other things. Okay. I hear you saying that family is God's idea, yes. and that's important because sometimes we think, well, what's my interpretation of it? We need to start with God's view of family. Mm-hmm. If Jesus introduces a prayer that begins with Father, then family is God's idea. Yes. Now, one last question. How do we as a church body, instead of uh, just this sounds like something Brother Steve and Don are asking me to do, how do we grow in seeing it as our identity? This is, this is part of what it is to be a begotten son or daughter of God. It's one of those things that we're really challenged with when we're trying to communicate these things because we're so often trying to stay away from self-centeredness, which is a good idea. Sure. That's wisdom. <laughs> but we need to understand when God values something, that brings the value to us. Yeah. And in some way, even in a level of self-centeredness, you ought to know that spiritual family is good for you. Amen. And so that's really where he shows me, okay, like, like I'm even kind of nervous up here because I am a, like, I'm a guy who grew up thinking I want to live in the mountains away from people. Yeah. So we have, you know, we have all different personalities. Yes. Uh And I'm one of these, you know, a little socially uncomfortable and that, but I literally have the heart of God inside of me for you. Wow. But I struggle with participating in it. And I'm saying that for those of you who do the same thing. Yeah. But the value and the enjoyment and the fulfillment Mm. of choosing Mm. to value what God values, even when your personality struggles with it, has great rewards. And and identifying yourself that, I don't know if you caught what he said, I have the love of God himself for you. That is part of your new creation identity. We do have personalities and things we filter through. Some are more comfortable socially than others. But the truth is, all of us possess the same Christ and the same. And I think another thing that, and this is just like a word of knowledge, I guess, from the Lord is in relating to church family is that the apostle Paul made this statement. He said, you have many teachers, but you have so few fathers. So if we keep everybody little delicious babies, Mm. where will the fathers come from? Mm. The fathers are you. You may not be at father uh, understanding yet, but there are those of you that are, and you're so valuable to the body of Christ Amen. to be a father. Do you know why? Fathers have ceased taking, and they're here to give to you. Wow. Fathers desire because they know they've got it to provide it for another who doesn't. Wow. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Don's phone number is... <laughs> Don, let's, well, let's go to lunch. All right, Scott Kinep, come on up. Give Scott a hand. He's one of our worship leaders. Oh, he's got a three-by-five card. I should have known it. Here you go. I'm a note-taker. That's for there sure. Go, brother. All right, so here's your question, Scotty. Just one question okay. for you. How have you experienced the benefits and blessings of spiritual family and spiritual support? And I don't necessarily mean here. I mean in your life. Right. Um, well, when I started thinking about that, 
I kind of wanted to define what spiritual family was to okay. me. Okay. All right. And uh, thank you very much for letting me follow Don Wheeler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I almost said, good luck, Scott. Top that. Buddy. Yeah, top that one. Oh, Just be you, Scott. Be you. We're yeah. celebrating right. you. <laughs> he has love of God for you. Um, so uh, as I try to define like what spiritual family is or, yeah. or what it looks like to me, I just had, uh, it's that group of people that you do life with. Mm-hmm. And what makes that different from a secular kind of group of people is that it's anchored in Jesus Christ. Amen. It's anchored in your, Amen. it's anchored in your faith. Do life with them, but it's anchored and rooted and centered on Jesus. Exactly yeah. right. So, uh, Nita and I moved here four years ago from Ohio. Uh-huh. Yep. And in Ohio, we were in a, what we would call a discovery group. Okay. Um, they did them a little bit different than us. They didn't take breaks. Didn't take they breaks. Didn't they were year-round. Yeah, they yep. were year-round. Maybe we didn't meet on Thanksgiving week and Christmas, but okay. pretty much year-round. And um, what started to happen was these people became uh, family family yeah. to me and Anita. And um, as we started walking our faith walk, you know, journey out with these mm-hmm. people, you know, the next thing you know, you're starting to go on vacations together. Yep. You're starting to plan things. Not just with, about church together. That's yeah. right. You're starting to plan things with your small group, basically. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it was like, um, it just had a tremendous impact on my personal growth. Yeah. And um, sure. And kind of what it looks like to walk out your your faith mm-hmm. uh, on a day-to-day basis. And it got to the point where, I man, I would look so forward to Monday night, that's when we met, mm-hmm. um, just to be, you know, just to be with my friends. Right. And then but when it, you, you went back uh, just a few months ago, I hadn't been there in a few years, and you right. said it was like you'd never left. Exactly. What, and you, let me say one other thing. Yeah. One thing I hear in what he's saying is, is that, we said this last week, let's don't just meet people's spiritual need, let's meet their relational need. That was what was happening so much with you in that right. group was a relational need. And then you come here and Vance Raymer is the one that you testify, really helped connect you here, you right. and Anita. Uh, now you guys, you know, boat together and hang out together. <laughs> right. But that's what we're talking about. They're, they've been transplanted here from Ohio. They don't, they don't have, well, you do have a, a child here, right? A, yes. A, but they don't have much family here, and so they were looking to the church for right. spiritual family. Right, and just through uh, Vance kind of inviting us out on, on his boat, yeah. we've met another couple, and we've become really good friends with them as Who's well. That? Uh, that's uh, the Hinkles. The Hinkles, yeah, Mel yeah. and Alicia. Mel mm-hmm. and Alicia Hinkle. And... Um, and just kind of through Vance, I guess, got to meet Aaron and Christy. And I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Aaron. Yeah. Christy, then, that uh, was not towards you. Uh, <laughs> right. So um, the reason I'm telling you about this small group in Ohio yeah. is because the biggest correction that I got spiritually was not from a pastor, not from a staff person. Okay, yeah. It was from a, a gentleman in this small group. Yeah, one of your brothers. And yeah, and I won't so I'll spare you the details, okay. but basically um, start going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Um, he and he see- spoke truth to you. Oh, my goodness. Read, yeah. It was like, yes, that's Ephesians 4, 20 through 25, come to life. Yeah. Uh, when he saw that, hmm. he was 
bold enough or brave enough and loving enough and loving yeah. enough to pull us aside and um, that's awesome yeah awesome. and it and it really opened our eyes Amen. you know so well thank you yeah you're thank very you, welcome Amen. and thanks don for um <laughs> matt you guys can come let's stand together we're out of time Don't forget tonight at 5, and guys, I barely scratched the surface on my notes today, so uh, we'll dig in some more to this. I want you to be able to hear some of what the staff had to say about spiritual family, how they would define it, how they've experienced it. Because guys, the Spirit of the Lord is organic. You cannot manufacture or make a man-made connection between human beings. You can't do it. Uh, but the Spirit of the Lord can. We just want to have a mind that's... Uh, open towards spiritual family. I think that's my biggest prayer is, Lord, would you show me what it looks like as I identify as Jaretta's brother and her, my sister, what does that look like for us to be family one to another? Okay, let's bow our heads. Father, thank you this morning uh, for spiritual family that brings spiritual support. Uh, Lord, again, not just individually, but collectively, like tonight, for example. We want to put you on display. How can the world know that you were sent here for them except that we love each other well? Well, you even said in John 13, 34, and 35, by this, your love for one another, all men will know that you're my followers, that you walk with me. So, Father, just thank you for the commanded blessing on our unity. We bless our guests today. Lord, if they're looking for family and connection, Lord, we welcome them. May we be the love of Christ to them. We ask it all in Jesus' name and everybody's it. Amen. God bless you. Let's go have a great day. We'll see you tonight. You've been listening to Grace Church, advancing God's kingdom, one heart at a time. For more, visit us online at gracechurch.com.